Hey there, I'm so excited to tell you about Radiotopia's newest show, The Recipe with Kenji and Deb. Kenji and Deb are two of the best home cooks alive. J. Kenji Lopez-Alt of The Food Lab and The Walk, and Deb Perlman of Smitten Kitchen. Two of my go-tos to make sure I'm getting the perfect recipe for everything from meatballs to muffins. They're pros who obsess over techniques and essential ingredients, so you learn everything you need to create your perfect recipe. You can finally be excited to eat what you make, and maybe even impress your friends and family. Help us welcome the newest show to the Radiotopia family. Find The Recipe with Kenji and Deb on your favorite podcast platform starting February 26th. Well, why don't we start by having you introduce yourselves for us? Uh, I'm Louise. I'm a shirt. I'm William, and I'm a pants. You're just pants. You're not a pants. Right. I'm pants, and you are shirt. Uh, We should be clear. You are leather pants. That's right. And uh, I'm told that that means that I used to be different. Like, I, I used to be animal. You, yeah, leather comes from cows. In previous life, I have no memory of this. You were a, you were kind of a bodysuit for a cow. I know. I, I, I'm not sure that I believe in past lives, but everyone seems so confident that I had a life before this where I walked around, but I couldn't be taken off except through death. Yeah. I mean, that just feels like progress to me. I feel like if it used to be that I was could only be removed through death, and now I can be taken off, put on, and the host survives, that's great. I'm a polycotton blend, which... Fake. Right, well, I don't like that word, though, because I'm not... I don't feel fake. I feel pretty authentic. I don't mean it as a judgment. Well, you said it pretty judgmentally, Pants. It's just a fact. I call him Pants when I'm mad at him instead of his name. Sure. Yeah, my name is William, but I am a pant. Uh, tell me about the, the last time you were born. Yesterday. You were gone for a long time. I had to talk to Hanger. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. Yeah, no offense, but... Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> not a lot going on upstairs with that one. Well, anyway, yeah, it was yesterday. Our guy took me out, and I had one tiny little wrinkle. I saw it. it was barely noticeable. <sighs> it was like, I'm getting ironed. You are getting ironed. It is happening today. Yeah. <laughs> you you like being ironed? Um, of course I like being ironed. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been ironed. Do you like being ironed? Do Do I like being ironed? Yeah. People don't really get ironed. Yeah. People don't get ironed, William. That's why people wrinkles never go away. You should try getting ironed. I think you'd look great. Oh, it feels so good. Your person is just looking at you with full focus the whole time. It's like, it's so careful. I love hearing about it. I love hearing that board get set up, the steam of the iron. Have you ever been to a, um, what's it? it's like a spa or a sauna? Mm-hmm. Sauna. Sure, yeah. It's probably like that. But if you combine that feeling with the feeling of being held by somebody you like, it would be weird, I think, based on what I know to be held just randomly in a sauna. Does your guy have wrinkles? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. I've seen them in the mirror. And I've seen him 
see them in the mirror, which is like a whole other thing. Right. Yeah. I actually, I, I have no idea. I, I haven't seen him in a while. And even when I was seeing him uh, more, I was only seeing his pants parts. When was the last time you saw him, William? I want to say months, but it could be enough months to make more than a year. It's hard to tell. And even even when you did get worn last, it was laundry day. It wasn't even like, oh, I want to wear William. Yeah, laundry day. Day of shame. It's the day of ultimate shame. When only the lowest of the low, the holy and torn. The pilled, the shredded, and the stained get worn. Laundry day. The shrunken, the sullied, the worn out, elastic, the ugly shirt you got from your class picnic. The shrunken, the boxy, the ancient old navies. That one pair of pants that has stains from two gravies. Yes, that's The soiled, the stained, the ruined and burned, the gift from your uncle you forgot to return, the jacket with elbows you just couldn't patch up, the shorts you had on when you sat down in ketchup, the white shirt whose armpits have long since been pitted, the stiff, scratchy skirt that never, ever fitted. What is happening? The spandex you bought that no longer stretches, the pants with the zipper that no longer catches, the T-shirt you smell to see if it stinks, the white socks you washed with red who turned pink. The rumpled and old-fashionably low-waisted, the undies your ex-girlfriend left at your place did. Yes. Laundry day. I'm just thinking, I've, I've, I've certainly got to the bottom of my closet, say, on laundry day. And it's, you know, it's been sweatpants generally. Mm. Why did you, as, as leather pants, it's just not a kind of laundry day thing, why do you... How did that happen? I think he was going through something. Uh, my sense was that things were not all right with him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's right. I think he was trying to say, "Does this feel good still?" And I was as excited. I mean, I'm I'm equally to blame for this. I was just as excited, and it just didn't feel right. I wasn't comfortable, and neither was he. I I've always been tight. But I don't remember ever being that tight. Mm. And this is going to sound like I'm speaking in metaphor, but I'm not. We are no longer a good fit. And I don't know what to do about that. Well, I I wanted to ask because when an article of clothing doesn't get worn for for years, Mm -hmm. there's a couple reasons. And I think like one is that our identities change and our sense of, you know, who we are as represented by our clothing changes. Mm-hmm. The other is we just don't fit it anymore physically. I've changed a little, but I don't think I've changed as much as he has. I feel like I'm the same pair of pants I always was. I agree with that. Our guy has changed. William has not. I've known him for a long time. Yeah, He's a little bit more boring. I like him. Sometimes I think I love him. him. I love him. But he is a little bit more boring. The last time that he took me out before the laundry day, I remember he he just, he came in and he took me off the hanger and he looked me right in the eyelet and said, am I too old for these? I don't know who he was talking to. I don't think he was talking to me, but 
It sounds like he was maybe asking himself. You yeah, know? it might have been rhetorical. Yeah. But I remember going out in public and hearing someone say, does he actually think he can pull that off? And I wasn't sure if they meant literally, like, pull off the pants. Can he remove you? Yeah. But I came to understand that they were making fun of him. And I know that's how he took it. Mm-hmm. And we got home, and he took me off, and he threw me on the floor. Mm. I, I hit the floor with a slap. He has beautiful hardwood floors. They are beautiful, but they are hard. And I remember thinking, what did I do to you? to make you feel so angry at me. And now, with hindsight, obviously, he was he was upset. He was embarrassed. He was angry at himself. He wasn't angry at me, but he took it out on me. Yeah. And I, I was on the floor the whole night. Mm-hmm. I just remember, I remember looking up at you and saying, like, is this how it's going to be from now on? Like, are we through? Am I even going to live here anymore? Can I tell you something crazy, though? I saw that. It was awful. Thank God you got put back on Hanger. Mm. I never felt better to be on Hanger. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm jealous of you that you're interesting enough that he asks that question, am I too old for this? Because he'll never be too old for me, which is nice, but it also feels like, am I boring? I will say, and I hope this isn't hurtful. No, I would love to hear. I don't think he has strong feelings about you. No, I felt that. Yeah, he doesn't ever ask me the rhetorical questions. Yeah. I'm just grabbed almost without eye contact sometimes. You've gone on dates. I've never been on a date. Hmm. He said, William's been on sexy dates. Yeah, I've been taken off fast. There's a, a, a moment several years ago where uh, I was part of a walk of shame. Um, that but was it's, much longer than several years ago, William. And we came inside. And I remember him fixing a bowl of cereal. And while he was eating it, a small amount of milk splashed on me. And I remember thinking, it was like I had a vision of some time ago, some connection where I just, just the smallest splash of cow's milk on me. And I, it was like my heritage came flooding back to me. And I don't know whether I can trust this. I don't know whether it's real. I don't know whether it's just my imagination running wild, but it felt real to me. I thought, yes, I was cow. And now I'm still cow, but not cow. I'm something else now. And it made me want to return to that. And that's probably unrealistic. I I don't think it will happen. I don't 
think that this is something that is real in terms of where my life is going. Hello, is this Joe? Oh, hi. Yes, it is Joe speaking. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm okay. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Yeah, it's a w- yeah strange times, huh? The the strangest. Um, yeah. 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 Well, Joe, I'm calling because I want to talk about the walrus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have a rather remarkable uh, taxidermied walrus there at the Horniman Museum. It's over 100 years old. First of all, would you say it's a good example of taxidermy? I, yeah, the walrus is not the best taxidermy job. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's not great taxidermy, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, but it's the best, I guess, it's the best they could do with what they had at the time. So, can you describe what's unique about it for people who haven't seen it? Okay. What's kind of characteristic about this particular walrus is that it really doesn't have uh, exhibit many of the skin folds or wrinkles that you might see in uh, other walruses or, or real life walruses. So, it looks quite ballooned out and, and, and um, yeah, unwrinkled. So my understanding of what uh, may have happened is the taxidermist a hundred some years ago would have been sent this skin, this walrus skin, but they themselves had maybe never seen a walrus, had no idea what it looked like. So they just assumed uh, they were a smooth, taut creature. And so that's how they, you know, made the taxidermy. Yeah, that could have happened. Yeah, that very... (laughs) Definitely could have happened. Often the taxidermists didn't ever see the real animals that they were being asked to recreate um, in real life, particularly with large marine mammals. An elephant, maybe you could have seen an example in a zoo and you would have been able to sketch. But with something like a walrus, they weren't really kept in captivity in the same way. So, yeah, lots of um, taxidermists would never have seen a real animal to use as reference. I just think about you know, the assumptions that you would make, you know, none of us have ever seen a dinosaur in person. What if we've been assuming dinosaurs were smooth when in fact they were actually all wrinkly? (laughs) Wrinkly dinosaurs, not scaly dinosaurs. Right. (laughs) Well, the walrus would have been on display, I guess, Many people who saw it back then just then went about their lives assuming walruses looked like this. Yes, lots of people would have done. They would have gone to yeah, the, the exhibition in 1886 and yeah, thought, wow, this is what a walrus looks like, sure. <laughs> <laughs> William, I, I want to go back. We talked about your guys' wrinkles. Um, we talked about him thinking he was maybe too old for you. How old is he? Oh, he... You don't have a tag, do you? I don't have a tag. See, the only number I need to know is the number that is on my tag. 
I got my numbers on my tag, and they never change. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine living a life where I'd have to be changing that tag number in my mind, you know? I'm 38 by 30, and I always will be. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless I get... Uh, Altered. Yeah. Um, there is a thing that happens, and pants don't like to talk about it, but... We'll go there. There are times when a pair of long pants will be taken out of the closet, mm-hmm. and when they come back, they have been turned into short pants. And I don't know what the origin of this ritual is, but this is the 21st century. And I think it's barbaric. Mm-hmm. If you want a pair of shorts, buy a pair of shorts. Yeah, give a pair of shorts a new home. I have seen frayed denim that would turn your stomach. Mm. What about we had a, he's no longer with us, but we had a blazer in the closet that got let out. I mean, I have no problem. If you're, if you're, if you're born stonewashed, that's fine. Yeah, great. These are nightmare scenarios. Well, that's the thing is when the blazer came back let out, mm. he had just shut down. Yeah. It was like. Every now and then he would say, let me back in, let me back in. Yeah. Let me back in. And then he would just go quiet. <sighs> it was a relief when he went away in the end. And where did he go? Did he go to the thrift store? Or? I don't like to think about that, no. Yeah, I, that's awful. We have met clothing that has been to the thrift store and survived and we've heard the stories so we know it's real yeah there's a couple items in our closet that we met because our guy got them at the thrift store mm. you go to the thrift store and it's like hell on earth Ugh. it's a place where anyone can take you anything can happen you're surrounded by bric-a-brac there's like a low level of screaming all the time just from all the... From the clothes. Yeah. You lose your mind because you've been abandoned. It could happen at any time again. It's always yeah. on your mind. Mm. When yeah. are they going to say, eh, oh, that phrase, oh, this doesn't strike joy. That really... Doesn't spark. 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 That's doesn't what it is. Doesn't spark joy I in me. I hate that. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not all about you. If I hear that phrase one more time, I'm going to lose it. I'm sorry. Spark, I brought, I'm actually sorry. I brought doesn't it doesn't spark joy. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I don't spark joy. I mean, I, I do spark joy, fortunately, but barely. Mm-hmm. Like there was a hesitation the last time I heard that question that chilled me to my bones. Mm-hmm. I don't have bones. I know. I I have to say my my favorite pair of pants that I have the pair of pants that look I think the best on me, make me look the best that I look. Mm-hmm. I went dancing in them. I wore them to a wedding, and and I was dancing. Uh, but their their fit is such that I'm actually afraid they're going to rip because they. I think they're so fitted, which is what makes them look good. That mm. the wrong move feels like it could could tear them. Can I tell you a horror story? I mean, can I tell yeah. them about Levi? Mm-hmm. Uh, Levi uh, used to live in the closet, and he was denim and. He was around for maybe six months, mm-hmm. and he got a lot of walking in. He looked great. He looked great. On our guy. He started to get a 
worn spot mm-hmm. right up near the inseam. It was, it was on each thigh. It was starting to wear. Eventually, this became two holes. And Levi went right in the garbage. Torn open and thrown away. No attempt at a repair, even though a simple procedure could have made him good as new. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that was so cold because Levi had, he had been around the block. And I mean that literally. Been on a walk around the block. Yes. I'd gone out with Levi. We got along really well. You and Levi went out. I'd forgotten that. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you one more thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're in this closet. Yeah. You know, it's hard to know what's going to happen next. When you look into the future, like, what do you, what do you hope for? That's hard to know. I have this recurring dream that I'm I'm back on the cow. And it's maybe a hundred years ago. I don't know. But the cow can take me off, put me back on. So I'm picturing this right. Yeah. The cow is, is a cow. The cow is a cow, but I'm pants. I'm who I am now, but I'm back where I used to be. So the cow is wearing leather pants. Yeah, I'm cow pants. Okay. That's the dream. And I think the dream is about who I am now and reconciling that with what I used to be. It's weird. I am not made of leather at all. I'm a polycotton blend, but I also have a dream of being worn by a cow. And I know there are, there are some people who would take offense at that because that's not your heritage. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a connection to the cow because supposedly that's what I was. I keep saying supposedly. You were. I don't remember that. Can, I, I think it's pretty remarkable that both of you have thought about this. Being on a cow? Yeah. I mean, I think about what would it be like for you to be together on a cow. I think you'd look great on a cow if you were fitted properly, if you were tailored. Uh, I don't want so to the, be tailored. No, I'm just saying uh, proportionally, oh. just as you are now, that wouldn't, you'd rip. Unless it was an extremely tiny cow. Well, I was sort of picturing staying my same size and maybe being loosely tied about the neck. I was picturing you properly proportioned on a cow and buttoned up. That sounds nice, too. Because that way you could tuck into me. Oh, that'd be nice. We'd be on the cow. Mm-hmm. And I imagine the cow is thinking, well, this is new for me, too. We're all experiencing something new, which is, it's in a way, it's sort of like we've gone out, we've lived our lives, and we're coming back to something. It would be nice because a cow would never ask if it was too old to wear leather pants. Just wear them. There's no denying it would be wonderful. A cow doesn't say, does this spark joy? No, a cow says moo. Mm-hmm. And that's all a cow says. And I think that's refreshing. This is Everything is Alive, 
The show is produced by Jennifer Mills and me, Ian Chillog, with Eva Walchover. Special thanks to Emily Spivak. Our editor is Hilary Frank. Louise, the Oxford shirt, was played by Alexandra Dixon. William, the leather pants, was played by Connor Ratliff. Connor has a podcast I really love. It's called Dead Eyes. It's his attempt to get to the bottom of a mystery that has plagued him. That mystery being why he was fired from the HBO show Band of Brothers, and he was fired by Tom Hanks himself. The show is funny and weird and heartfelt, and Connor has great guests. Uh, You should listen to it as soon as you're done listening to this. A big thanks to Joe Hatton for talking to us about the smooth walrus. Joe is the keeper of natural history at the Horniman Museum and Gardens in London. Special thanks this week to Jonathan Minhevar, Maddie Sprung-Kaiser, Max Linsky, and Joel Lovell. Music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions and Copy. Everything is Alive is a proud member of Radiotopia from PRX. Julie Shapiro, executive producer, wears the pants in this family. You can get in touch with us any number of ways via everythingisalive.com. We'll see you soon. William, tell them the the other part of the last time you were worn. Oh, he didn't wear underwear. Mm. It was just me and him. His pants parts. And a, and a pajama top. He wore you with a pajama top. Yeah. Gloria. And we clashed. Gloria and I, we did not get along. Radiotopia. Radiotopia.